three ways to fix your metabolism, reset your gut, and calm inflammation. Let's do this. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. Today we have a special episode of a live recording from a recent lecture I did at the Biohacking Congress in Miami, Florida. I hired my videographer, David, flew him out from Las Vegas, the video ninja, to professionally record this lecture for you to listen to. And I believe it is a game-changing lecture as I get into ketosis, the history of ketones, why we have essentially a keto deficiency, we get into fasting, fasting strategies, why you are genetically hardwired to practice fasting. And then my favorite, vitamin G, the healing benefits of vitamin G, the world's strongest vitamin you got to take every single day. So this is going to be a great lecture for you to sit back and listen to and take notes. If you want to watch the video format of today's lecture, we put that up on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ketocamp. You're going to learn a lot whether you're new to keto or have been doing it for years. So I'm excited to share this with you. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review, please do so because it really helps the show grow. And one thing before we start this episode, if you want to learn more about my health coaching services, we have our signature course called the Keto Camp Academy, where we, for the last 14 years, I've been in this space and I built out this four-pillar system. We have it set up in step-by-step video instructions including my health coaching and the health coaches on our Keto Camp team, Coach Becky, Coach Alina, Coach John. And if you'd like for us to teach it to you and get access to this online platform, we have members from all over the world. All you need to do is message me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at the Ben Azadi and message me with the word energy and I'll reply back to you. We'll get into a brief conversation. I'll hear about your goals and we'll see if it's a good fit. Okay, here we go. Three ways to fix your metabolism, reset your gut, and calm inflammation. Enjoy. So I got the after lunch crowd. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to make sure um, I inspire you in these 40 minutes. I'm super excited. I'm going to be lecturing on a new topic here. And as you can see, the topic is three ways to fix your metabolism, reset your gut, and calm inflammation. I've been rehearsing this lecture a few times, and I'm Really excited for you. I think this is going to make a big difference in your life. It's going to tie a lot of what you've been learning this weekend about the mitochondria, nitric oxide, and all the amazing speakers. We're going to put it together in three simple steps. So my name is Ben, and I'm your friend, and I'm so grateful to be with you today. Miami's actually my hometown, and I live 15 minutes south of here with my beautiful fiance, Natasia. So it's cool to not have to fly and speak and just drive my car 15 minutes. So thanks for prioritizing being in this room today. I know there's a lot of other things going on. Lunch is going on. We've got the dating service and all the vendors. So thank you for being here. As I mentioned before, if you came in a little bit late, I have, I think, like 30 or 40, maybe 30 copies of my books. Um, and I'm rewarding those who are moving a little bit closer to the stage. So if you want to move in throughout the lecture, come on through. All right, let's get on with this. We know that disease is on the rise, not in just America, but in the world. And here are some of the stats. According to CDC and cancer.org, one in three women are diagnosed with cancer within their lifetime. For men, it's about one in two. 
they determined that 60% of American adults are diabetic or pre-diabetic. I would say it's much higher than that. People are not testing their insulin, their A1C, their glucose. And then it's also predicted by the year 2032, it's not too far from right now, one in two children will be born on the autism spectrum. Harvard just put out this article, they're predicting by the year 2030, again, just a few years from right now, about 50% of American adults will be classified as obese. Not just overweight, actually obese, half of the population. So why is disease on the rise? Were we just built to go through disease and sickness and have all these symptoms? Or were we built as a self-healing mechanism, this human body. I believe in God, and I believe God built us so magnificently that we are all masterpieces because we are all pieces of the master. And you could substitute that word God with Mother Nature, love the universe, but I really believe we were created to thrive, and the body was built to heal itself, as long as we do three things. And I talk about these three things in my book, Keto Flex. Number one, identify the interference, aka what's causing inflammation and it's usually interferences, plural. Number two, work on removing the interference. And number three, allow your incredible human body to heal. Those are the principles, and I'm going to get into those three steps today. But why is disease on the rise? Well, if you've ever been to a hospital, this is the food that they serve patients. And would you say that the same food given to, ho- to patients in the hospital, let's say it's a patient going through chemotherapy, they have cancer, they're in the hospital because they have cancer, they're getting treatment, they bring them this food, is the same food that creates inflammation that might contribute to the cancer growth. That's weird. What about this in hospitals? Fast food restaurants, McDonald's and Burger King. Like, is it backwards? We actually have doctors taking breaks going to have McDonald's, we have patients taking breaks from their treatment, going to eat fast food in the hospital. And I've been joking around with my friend Paul that I want to go into a hospital and record some content and see we might get into some trouble, but like show what's happening at these hospitals. Hospitals are not a healing environment. And conventional medicine, although it's very important in many ways, is a broken system. This came out from uh, Tufts University a few weeks ago, and this is why it's important. I've, uh, the, uh, the doctor that created this food compass is working with President Biden right now in the White House to implement this. Check this out. Everything in green, they say you should eat. It should be encouraged, not just for you, but for your children. And then everything in yellow, moderate. Everything in red, avoid. But let's look at the ones in green real quick. Honey nut Cheerios, orange juice with calcium. It has to have the, have to have the calcium. Chocolate-covered almonds, frosted mini-wheats, etc. Now, look at the red. Avoid this or, be, or minimize this. Eggs cooked in butter, fried in butter, cheddar cheese, and ground beef. Now, let me ask you this. This is kind of the exact opposite of what we should really be doing, right? So I always say that. When you look at what the government guideline promotes when it comes to your health and nutrition, when you look at what mainstream news promotes when it comes to your health and nutrition, this, it's valuable information. You know why? Because you look at it and just do the exact opposite. And you're going to be healthy. It's like the George Costanza effect. How many of you watched Seinfeld, that episode where he did everything opposite and he got better? Same thing. So human beings are the only species smart enough to create their own food and dumb enough to actually eat it, right? And we know what real food is versus a product that has 50 ingredients in it. 
We know to shop the outer perimeter in supermarkets, but most people don't. Our friends and family don't. They really believe that this chart, uh, I just gave you the wrong thing there, this chart is actually valuable and they follow this information. So it's our job and duty to actually educate them. Because the truth is, and that's what I wanted to show you, a cured patient is a lost customer. That is a reality. Now let's talk real quick about the symptoms that people are having, and there could be a whole list of symptoms, a thousand different things, versus what's actually causing the symptoms. What's the root cause? Imagine this scenario. Not you, but somebody did this last night. They had an entire pizza, an entire pineapple, two slices of cheesecake, spaghetti and meatballs, 200 prunes, 50 strawberries, a pound of cheese, and they're like, I want some good bacteria, let's throw in some sauerkraut. <laughs> they wake up this morning, and they feel like this. They feel awful. They've got acid reflux, they've got bloating, diarrhea, a lot of symptoms, right? So she wakes up feeling like crap with a whole bunch of symptoms. And what does she do? What do most people do? I'm going to make an appointment with my allopathic doctor, my conventional doctor. And she's explaining all these symptoms to her doctor. Hey, doc, I'm dealing with this, this, this. And the doctor listens to her and says, no worries. Here is a prescription for an antacid, an anti-flatulence, and five other prescriptions. And she writes those prescriptions for the patient. The patient goes on her way and takes those medications. Now, are those symptoms that she was experiencing the problem? Or are they feedback mechanisms from the human body, body, the innate intelligence, showing her something is off? Let's get to the cause. Wouldn't it have been so great if that doctor would have just said, hey, what did you eat last night? Like, don't do that again. Problem solved. Instead of writing five prescriptions, I actually think symptoms are a great thing. If you're dealing with symptoms right now, thank God for symptoms. Thank God the innate intelligence within your body gives you a check engine light to show you something's wrong. If you were on a road trip and your car engine was malfunctioning, you would see the check engine light. Thank God for that check engine light. You don't ignore it and just keep driving. You pull over, open up the hood. Human body is the same way. The check engine light are your symptoms. Thank God for your symptoms. They are a blessing. They are the innate intelligence way of showing you something is out of homeostasis. Let's bring it back to homeostasis. Not just masking symptoms. And that's why I love this quote. Einstein said, intellectuals solve problems, geniuses prevent them. What I've seen is that there's two types of people out there. You have a long line, 97% of the population looking for shortcuts, looking for band-aids, toxic pills. They've got microwave thinking. They're looking for fad diets. They don't understand cause and effect. They're chasing symptoms. They're unhappy, unhealthy. They're living, instead of living 70 years, they're living one year 70 times. But then we have the three percenters. I love you all in this room right now. You know why? Because it's Sunday. We're in Sunny Isles Beach. We're literally on the beach. We're a few minutes from South Beach. We have all these amazing things we could be doing in Miami. And you're learning about biohacking on a Sunday. You're a three percenter. That's what three, give yourselves a round of applause. You are a three percenter, yeah. Absolutely, you can be doing so many things. You can be watching you know, the NFL, it's Sunday. But three percenters are my type of people. Three percenters understand, okay, I have symptoms. Thank you, God. Let's get to the cause of what's creating those symptoms. Three percenters understand there's no fad diet. It's a lifestyle change. And it might take time. It could take years to get well. Three percenters get diagnosed with a terminal illness. A three percenter is diagnosed with a terminal illness, their doctor tells them, hey, you've got 
three months to live with your cancer, but a 3%er looks at their doctor and says, hey, your ability to help me is terminal, and they go on to heal themselves because they believe in the human body. Are you a 3%er? Raise your hand if you're a 3%er. I love it. Amen. Now, the innate intelligence, I mentioned that term several times. It's the wisdom in the human body. And for many years, scientists believed that the innate intelligence was your DNA, meaning whatever genes you got, you're screwed. If you got cancer that runs in the family, or diabetes, or heart disease that runs in the family, it's not your fault. It's just a matter of time. It was the cards you were dealt. A very victim mentality, would you say, because we're kind of victims of our heredity. Now, of course, you can't change your genes. You're born with those genes, you're inherited those, you've inherited those genes. However, there's epigenetics, right? So I love Dr. Bruce Lipton. I've interviewed him on my KetoCamp podcast, and he's a world-renowned cell biologist. He has a great book called The Biology of Belief. If you haven't read it or listened to it, get it. Uh, and he challenged that notion that, well, maybe the intelligence is not your DNA. Maybe it's somewhere else, something else running the show. So he looked at cells, and of course we have 40 to 70 trillion cells in the human body, and he said, okay, if, it is the if the intelligence is in the DNA, and that's what controls everything, let's see what happens when we remove the DNA. And he removed the DNA nucleus, and to his surprise, and to many others, the cells went on to function and thrive for months, even without the DNA nucleus. Hmm. Well, that went to go to show him that maybe it's not the DNA running the show. It's something else. So let's figure that out. So then he looked at the lipid bilayer around the cell. Many of you know it as the cell membrane made up of protein, saturated fat, and cholesterol. Those are all bad words to your doctor, but that's what you're made of. And he said, let's remove the membrane and see what happens. And he removed it, instant death. Removed it, instant death. You see, the cell membrane is where your intelligence lies. It allows good things in and bad things out. And I'm gonna show you that in a second. Think of the cell membrane, if you're taking notes, write this down. The membrane, the cell membrane is the bodyguard of your cells. It communicates with your DNA to turn on genes or turn off genes. Kind of like a Christmas tree. Your, dream, your genes are like a Christmas tree. You have control over that. Here's how it works. The membrane has these receptor sites, that green receptor site, it's called the integral membrane protein. There's about 30,000 on one single cell and you have trillions of cells. I mean, how incredible is this? Allow me to take a moment to talk to you about this metabolic wellness drink called Good Idea. I've been using Good Idea and the taste is great, but more importantly, I love that it's made with clean ingredients that has been tested and proven effective in clinical trials. Good Idea contains a unique blend of amino acids and chromium picolinate that have been shown to reduce the blood sugar response to meals. As we know, balanced blood sugar means better energy, less cravings, improved metabolism, and a better mood. It's all about postprandial glucose, meaning how well controlled is your glucose after eating a meal. The taste of Good Idea is mild and refreshing, kind of like lighter sparkling water. I personally can't get enough of it. Me and my fiance Natasha go through cases every single month. And the great thing about the good folks over at Good Idea is that they gave me a promo code for Keto Camp Podcast listeners. So if you head to goodidea.us and use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout, you'll get 10% off your Good Idea drinks. That is K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P, no space in between. 
go to goodidea.us or click the link down below. And it would be a good idea to go get your good idea. He calls it, uh, Lip, Bruce Lipton does, the membrane, because it runs the show. And this is how, in a nutshell, how it works, epigenetics. There's an environmental stimulus that binds to the receptor site. So environmental stimulus, it could be good or bad. A chemical reaction takes place in the DNA nucleus, and then a gene becomes expressed as a protein. That gene could be an anti-inflammatory gene, a very beneficial protein, or it could be an inflammatory one, depending on that environmental stimulus. That environmental stimulus could be your thoughts. We'll get into that later. The last part of this lecture is the most important part, your thoughts. It could be the food you eat, the supplements you take, your hormones. These are all connecting to your receptor sites. So my mentor, Dr. Pampa, I call him the goat because he's like the Michael Jordan of uh, educators, health educators. He says, if you want to get well, you got to fix the cell. So that's where we're going to get into our three steps here on using three ancient healing strategies to fix the cell. First one is ketosis. Many of you know me because I have my book, Keto Flex, and I'm the founder of Keto Camp. I love keto. But if, what you might not know about me is that I am not dogmatic about keto at all. I am health over dogma. I actually don't think we should be in ketosis long term. I love keto flexing. I'm all for metabolic flexibility. But here's the thing. Thank God for keto. You know why? We all exist because of ketosis. When our ancestors did not have food, they had to have the ability to use body fat and produce ketones for the brain. If they didn't have that ability, none of us would be here today. It is a survival mechanism, and it is very important for the mitochondria, which I'm going to get into right now. Let me ask you this question. Which option will get you farther, glucose or ketones? Ketones, right? But let's talk about why, right? When you think about the electron transport chains, how your cells, the mitochondria, produce energy, one molecule of glucose, 32 to 36 ATP, which is this energy currency, molecule of ketones, 400% more energy. 120 to 160 because of this process called mitogenesis, the creation of new mitochondria. That's pretty cool. When your cells and mitochondria are only burning sugar, a sugar burner, 88% of the population are sugar burners, it's like having all of this, this big building on fire with one firefighter in charge of putting out that fire, meaning all of this reactive oxygen species, free radicals, but you can't keep up with that demand. It's gonna age you faster. If you wanna age fast, be a sugar burner. Eat every two to three hours, eat high carbs, AKA the standard American diet. But when you're in ketosis, your cells are protected. Your mitochondria are protected. It's like having a fleet of the Miami PD firefighters, Miami-Dade firefighters, MDFD, on staff, 24-7, ready to put out any fire. So I put four studies there that show how ketones extend lifespan, but all you need to do really is go on PubMed and type in keto and whatever condition you're looking for, and you're gonna find some positive studies on that. By the way, you're not, you're not supposed to see that. By the way, if you want my slides, uh, shoot me an email, support at ketocamp.com, camp with a K, and we'll get the entire slides to you. <laughs> Again, I wasn't supposed to show that to you. So this is a cool process. Dr. Stephen Gundry shared this with me on my uh, Keto Camp podcast. When ketones are being produced in your body, they're communicating with your mitochondria. The mitochondria are very important. Most diseases out there, if not all, are linked to mitochondrial dysfunction, right? 
It produces energy, but there's also a dual role mitochondria, like a surveillance system looking for threats. But he talked about this process of mitochondrial uncoupling. And the analogy for it to make sense is this. When your body is producing ketones, those ketones communicate with your mitochondria to uncouple. This pressure cooker, what happens when you use a pressure cooker? You have all this steam built up. Think of that as free radicals, reactive oxygen species. But then you have this release valve that gets rid of any excess steam. That's kind of what's happening with your mitochondria with any free radicals because you're producing more energy with ketosis. So there's probably more smoke, if you will, like toxins, your body produces energy and smoke. But now you have this process to get rid of it. So this is the cool thing about ketosis, more energy, less inflammation. It's a win-win. That's why so many people feel incredible with it. That's what leads me to this. Who do you want protecting your cells? McLovin for Superbad or you know, the Secret Service or Men in Black. I'm not sure who that is, but they're much better. Uh, Ketopia is what I call it. This is Natasha took that photo in Sarasota, <laughs> your area. Uh, studies, studies show that, and these are all studies down there, but it raises glutathione um, when you're in ketosis, especially in the beginning, uh, reduces inflammation and all of its markers. So something we've seen and I've had, Monica's here from my Keto Camp Academy, and we've had, I have students from all across the world. Yeah, hey, Monica. She flew in from the Bahamas to be here. That's awesome. Let's give Monica a round of applause. But we have, a, you know, students from all across the world, and we have looked at C-reactive protein, homocysteine, fibrinogen, fasting insulin, all these important markers. And we see when you do keto right, all these markers improve. And it's very important to test these markers. Uh, repairs the inner mitochondrial membrane. We spoke about that. Cellular energy. We spoke about that. And we know it's just a cleaner source than glucose. I'm not saying we shouldn't burn glucose. The body always needs glucose. But here's the thing. When bodybuilders and fitness pros come at keto, the body needs glucose. The brain always needs it. Yes, you're right. But the body could manufacture its own glucose from the backbone of fat and protein via gluconeogenesis. We don't have to eat the carbs. I'm not saying we should never eat carbs, but there's no such thing as essential carbohydrates. Have you ever heard of that? Essential fats, essential proteins, no such thing as essential carbs. So they're not essential, but there's a time and place for carbs, don't get me wrong. And then it turns on the two-in-one one gene, which protects your telomeres and DMA, DNA damage. And those studies, they're kind of blurry here, but when you email me for the slides, you could get the studies. Babies are born into this world and that are breastfed are in ketosis. Burning fat is our natural birthright. There's nothing new about keto or fasting. It's been around forever. Breast milk has saturated fat and cholesterol, which actually helps the development of that baby's brain. But Ben, there's glucose and sugar in breast milk. How is that possible? Yeah, you're right, but that baby's so efficient at using the glucose that it actually goes in and out of ketosis. This is a great quote from Henderson back in 2008. Throughout much of human evolution, ketosis likely served as a valuable survival mechanism to fuel brain metabolism during times of food scarcity, which always happened back in the day. Hence, in some ways, the modern diet can be considered keto deficient. Doesn't that make sense? Can you give me a 10 minute count when I have 10 minutes? Can you let me know? Yeah, thank you. How much do I have now? How much time do I have left now? 20. Oh, I have 10. Already? That's not 40 minutes. What are you doing? All right, let's go. This study from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. 8,000 people, several years of this study, looking at how healthy or unhealthy are American adults. They looked at blood pressure, on medication, off medication. You know what they concluded? 88% of American adults are unhealthy. 
This was before COVID. You think it got better or worse after COVID? Of course, probably in the 90s, right? I'm gonna rewrite the title here and say 88% of American adults are in a keto deficiency. They could really use this amazing process. That's why I love keto. It's not a fad diet. The real fad diet is the standard American diet that's only been around for, what, 40, 50 years. Ketosis has been around forever. Nothing new about it, just might be new to people. How to know if you're doing keto the right way or not. This is gonna be super interesting, whether you're doing keto or not, you're gonna love this. How many of you know Dr. Kay Shanahan, deep nutrition author? Yeah, well, she's an incredible resource, medical doctor. She was Kobe Bryant's nutritionist when he played for the Lakers. She has a really great book called Deep Nutrition, New York Times bestselling author. I've had many, many conversations with her. She's a friend of mine now, but just a, a week ago or so, I had her on our keto challenge and I said, all right, let me ask you this question. Three scenarios. Scenario number one, Dr. Kate, somebody smokes cigarettes every day. Scenario number two, somebody eats processed sugar every day. Scenario number three, somebody eats seed oils every day. Which one is worse? See, well, y'all are smart. Well, here's what she said. She said, Ben, that is such an easy question. Seed oils for sure. Because yeah, when you smoke a cigarette, it's not good for you, but that last puff damage is done. When you eat sugar, especially in excess, not good for you, but you could exercise and burn it off. Seed oils stick around in your body for two years. The half-life is two years. This means half-life, if you removed seed oils from your diet today, in two years, half of them will still be in your body fat, creating mitochondrial damage. What are they? What's the list? This is the, the list right here. This is where you want to take the photo. Canola is called um, rapeseed in the UK. So if you're from the UK, that's rapeseed in the UK. But corn, canola, soybean, cottonseed, safflower, peanut, sunflower, grapeseed, fish oil. Fish oil, I don't have time to get into why, but fish oil is a very unstable fat. It has many double bonds. That's probably one of the issues with seed oils, the double bonds. Fish oil has many of these double bonds, the chemical structure. So the more double bonds you have located to each other, closely located to each other, the more oxygen it attracts and then it oxidizes. So Dr. Kate Shanahan always says, PUFAs, which are what these are called, PUFAs go poof. Not only that, most fish oil is rancid, 83% the estimate is rancid before you take it. And even the best fish oil could go rancid when it mixes with stomach uh, acid and body temperature. And according to the NIH, we only require 7.2 milligrams of EPA and DHA for the brain. One capsule of fish oil is 1,000 milligrams. People are doing an overdose on fish oil. So the solution is just eat the fish. And then also switch over to these healthier fats, saturated and monounsaturated fats. So olive oil, grass-fed, butter, avocado oil, duck fat, lard, coconut oil, beef towel, much better stable fats. Um, oh, yes, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. If you want to learn more about keto um, and you follow me on Instagram, my Instagram's at the Benazade, shoot me a message on there with the word energy and I could share about the Keto Camp Academy and what we do. But I'm gonna transition to the second step here, which is my favorite ancient healing strategy or my second favorite, fasting. How many of you practice intermittent fasting? All right, most of you do. Obviously not right now because it was just lunch, right? But I get it. All right, what's the Guinness World Record for the longest recorded water fast? Of course, Monica, you're my student. You can't answer. What, what was it? 40 days. 40 days. How much? 345. Anybody else? Almost, almost. Y'all almost got it. Almost. Uh, 382 days. 382 days. So 
Angus Barbary, 1974 or so, morbidly obese, 450 pounds, medically supervised, nothing but, he did have nutritional yeast, coffee and tea and a multivitamin, but no meal for 382 days. And he went from 450 pounds to 180 pounds. But here's the deal, he didn't put food in his mouth, but he was obese, he was eating from his body fat. That's what stored energy is. So this is an extreme example to show you it's okay to skip a meal, it's okay to do a 24 hour fast. I've done a five day water fast and I'm lean, right? So don't do a 382 day fast, but don't be afraid of fasting for sure. Many of you have heard about autophagy. I'm gonna give you an analogy of autophagy. And you might have heard me share this analogy before, but this refrigerator, groceries in it, that all have an expiration date, right? Orange juice, the heavy cream, every grocery in that fridge has an expiration date. It's not my fridge, right? Because it wouldn't have all these <laughs> orange juice and all that. But what would happen if you let all of the groceries inside your refrigerator expire instead of using them and just let them sit there? It's, it's gonna be disgusting. It's gonna be a toxic environment, right? Mold, bacteria, disease will manifest in that environment. Well, your human body has cells and proteins and mitochondria that actually have expiration dates on them. When you're in a fasted state, when you exercise, you activate autophagy, you get rid of the junk. That's why Dr. Thomas Seafried wrote the book, Cancer Met Metabolic Disease. Uh, it's kind of cut off there, but he estimates that a seven day water fast once a year could reduce risk of cancer by 95% with other lifestyle changes. But it's a pretty powerful quote because of this maximum autophagy process. Hippocrates was right a long time ago when he says all disease begins in the gut. Harvard finally caught up with this study that showed all disease begins in the leaky gut. Most people have some form of leaky gut. Leaky gut leads to autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease leads to big problems. But fasting is a powerful way to heal the gut. It's one of my favorite ways to heal the gut when you use it the right way. Because keep in mind, fasting is a stressor. But when your body adapts to that stressor, like exercise, you get stronger, including the gut. The analogy I'll give to you is this. Corporate worker works 9 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. She put in eight hours of work. It's 5 p.m. She's walking to her car, exhausted. She's about to go home and just relax. She gets a phone call as she enters her car after eight hours of work from her boss. Hey, we need you to come back in to work on another project for five hours. So she comes back into her job, works another five hours, now 10 p.m. at night. Now she's really exhausted, ready to go home and just crash. She gets the same phone call from her boss. We need you to come back in for another five hours. Imagine this happening to her for days and weeks and months. This is exactly what's happening to our digestive system when we don't practice intermittent fasting. Do you know that the average American eats 17 to 23 times per day? 17 to 23 times per day. Think about it. The handful of almonds, the sip of the kombucha, the protein shake, those are healthy examples, but 17 to 23 times per day, they're raising glucose and insulin and starting the digestive process, destroying and overwhelming the gut. When you fast, you give the gut a break. This study showed that Scandinavian Journal of Immunology found that intermittent fasting, alternate day fasting for 12 weeks helped salmonella infected mice clear the pathogenic bacteria more quickly through a heightened immune response. This study showed in cell metabolism that it actually increased the brown fat, the mitochondrial dense fat in the, the digestive system in mice. This one showed Islamic fasting increased the bacteria acromancia, which has been called like the skinny bacteria because a lot of it's associated with weight loss. 
all from fasting and different styles of fasting. It also is one of the greatest biohacks for the brain. I, I, you know, I had the choice to eat lunch here, and I, I think I was telling you or somebody else, or maybe it was David, that I'm going to use my blood flow not to digest the meal, but I'm going to speak on stage. I'm using it for the brain, right? So that takes a lot of energy to digest the meal, and I want to be at a peak state for you all, so I chose to use my blood flow up here instead of right here. And when you fast, it produces BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotropic factor. BDNF is like miracle grow for the brain, brain fertilizer. This study showed that intermittent fasting results in increased production of BDNF, which increases the resistance of neurons in the brain to dysfunction and degeneration in animal models and neurodegenerative disorders. BDNF signaling may also mediate beneficial effects of intermittent fasting on glucose regulation and cardiovascular function. Now, BDNF is that feel good, I'm resilient, I can handle anything sort of feeling, honestly. It's, it's the reason why, how many of you go, go to a gym? So, oh, wow, Mossy, that's impressive. That's biohacking Congress, it makes sense. But um, when you drive to the gym, let's say you listen to music, Paul always goes to the gym, he's ripped. When you go to the gym and you listen to music, <laughs> uh, the music sounds good, right? But then you go work out, and let's say you get back in your car after the workout, driving home, now the music sounds really good, right? Do you notice that? Like after a workout, you have like this sensitivity to music. It's like you're in tune. That's the BDNF, just to feel good. And you get it with fasting, you get it with exercise, you get it with sprinting. When your body is in a fasted state, the innate intelligence thinks, whoa, we're going through a famine. Like we're hardwired genetically for the old school. Innate intelligence doesn't know about Uber Eats. Innate intelligence doesn't know about Whole Foods supermarket or DoorDash. It doesn't know that I could put a press a button on my phone and have a millennial knocking on the door here with food. It doesn't know about that. Innate intelligence only knows the old school, meaning 16 hours, 18 hours into a fast, counter-regulatory hormones are increased. It's the way of the body to pump itself full of energy, to have energy and focus, which is why you feel so damn good during a fast. Are you kicking me out already? How much time do I have? Can you give me three minutes? Yeah, okay. Five minutes. Better. I could do this in five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. So that's why you feel so good during a fast for so many reasons. I could go into this, but Julia's going to kick me out, so I get into the last part here. And blood flows increase. I already mentioned that. Final tip here. Perfect timing. How to build a mental six-pack. This is an ancient healing strategy, the inner work. Evan talks a lot about this. This is my favorite part of the lecture, so good job to all you being here at the end. Neville Goddard said, we are only limited by weakness of attention and poverty of imagination. Mm. What does that mean? Down there, where most of your results come from, the subconscious mind, we are being bombarded. And weakness of attention comes from mainstream news, social media, friends, family, coworkers, billboards, TV commercials. It's determining the way that we think. And the way that we think determines our actions, and our actions determine our results. So we got to go back and fix the root cause. And this is an ancient healing strategy because we've been thinking forever. So let's talk about that. Do you know they did studies, and the average person has 60,000 thoughts every single day? And that same study showed 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts from yesterday, and 85% of them are negative thoughts, stinking thinking. And if you're thinking is thinking, your dreams are shrinking. So let me ask you this question. 
Raise your hand if you talk to yourself during the day. Okay, great. About 95% of you. So the people who didn't raise your hand, you're thinking, do I talk to myself? I think I talk to myself. Maybe I talk to myself. <laughs> we, we all talk to ourselves. Dr. Bruce Lipton has proven your thoughts are a frequency that have the ability to penetrate the membrane, that bodyguard, and communicate with your DNA nucleus. Okay, I'm going to say that again because it's really powerful. Your thoughts communicate with your DNA to produce a protein. If it's a negative thought, a hateful thought, an angry thought, a resentful thought, it's an inflammatory protein. If it's a loving thought, a grateful thought, an abundant thought, it's an anti-inflammatory protein. It, Dr. Bruce Lipton, yeah. So if you have 60,000 thoughts a day, 60,000 opportunities to put your body in a healing state. Right, Tekla? 60,000 opportunity. It's free. Bob Proctor said thoughts become things. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. But the, here's the problem. Most people don't think. 2% of the population think. 3% of the population think they think. And 95% of the population would rather die than think. <laughs> Mental activity is not the same thing as thinking. And here's how powerful those words that you say are as we wrap this up. How many of you read this book or heard about this book? It's a little woo-woo, but I'm going to share it either way. <laughs> Dr. Emoto looked at, so what he did with this experiment, had a body of water, wrote certain words next to the water, and then looked at the water structure with magnetic resonance analogy technology and high-speed photography to see if it changed. And here were the results. When they wrote the word love and gratitude, that crystal was shaped from the water structure. You disgust me. Look at what was formed from that word. Eternal, beautiful crystal. Peace, beautiful crystal. But then what happened when they wrote the word evil? Look what the water turned into. Thank you, beautiful crystal. Now, Ben, what does this have to do with me? The human body is 70%, at least water. That's why you are the most influential person you'll speak to today and tomorrow and every single day. So make sure the conversations are a great one. Last thing is to make sure you take this vitamin every single day. I didn't see any vendors with this vitamin, although the vendors are amazing. But this one we could take right now because it's free. And Dr. Joe Dispenza looked at brain scans for people who was given the, they were given vitamin G and he saw 1,200 chemical reactions take place instantaneously. Oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, and many, many others when they took vitamin G. What is vitamin G? Gratitude. The practice of gratitude will change your life. Easy to do, easy not to do. But what you appreciate appreciates. It's a universal law. What you feed energy to expands. So many of us are feeding energy to all the things that are not working for us. Then we get more things to not work for us. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Stop following the crowd. Start following your purpose. i got to fly by these. In the absence of clearly defined goals, we become strangely loyal to performing daily trivia until ultimately we become enslaved by it. I don't have time to get through these right here, but it's showing how important it is to go and live on purpose with your purpose. This study showed 85% of heart attacks that take place in America in the 1980s were on Monday morning between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m., people going to jobs they hate. That's what stress does to you. Now, most people tiptoe their way through life hoping to land safely on death's door. We don't want to do that. Here's the last thing for you. 30 seconds, I'm done. The chances of you 
winning the national lottery is one in 176 million. But many people still buy the ticket. My mom does it all the time. The chances of you getting into a plane crash is one in 3.7 million, but many of you flew here and still fly. I do myself. You still take the flight. The chances of getting into a car accident, one in 4,000, but you still drive your car. The chances of you being born and being in this room at this very moment is one in 400 trillion. But a lot of people are still questioning, is their life worth living? They're questioning, am I good enough? I've been there myself. They're questioning, they're doing the things that make them unhappy. They're giving their body crappy food. Because one day, you're going to wake up and there's not going to be any more time to do the things that you've always wanted to do. So let's take what you're learning this weekend, what you've learned from me today, what you're going to continue to learn, and let's apply it. Instead of saying, yeah, one day I'll practice intermittent fasting, one day I'll you know, do what that person told me on stage, let's take one day and turn one day into day one. Right now, today. Because you never know if there's going to be another day to do the things you wanted to do. So I want to express my vitamin G and gratitude for you all. If you want to connect with me online, that is my social media. Thank you. Love and appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that lecture. If you want to watch the video format, just hop on youtube.com slash ketocamp. We put the presentation slides up on that video format. If you want my presentation slides, I'm happy to give it to you, as I mentioned in the lecture. Shoot me an email, support at ketocamp.com, and just put in the head of uh, the caption, uh, excuse me, the subject line, Biohacking Congress slides, and we will send it to you. You could have all of that. If you want to learn more about my health coaching services and get access to our signature course, the Keto Camp Academy, Instagram is where you want to find me. At the Benazadi is my Instagram handle. Use the or message me with the word energy and we will go into a brief conversation. Please leave the show a rating and review. Share this with a friend and I'll see you on the next episode. By the way, tomorrow's episode with Dr. Terry Rawls is inspirational. You're going to hear all about the gut microbiome, multiple sclerosis, her incredible story, the Walls Protocol, and so much more. So that'll be released tomorrow morning. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Love and appreciate you. Talk to you soon. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.